This is Amber Stevens, and you're listening to Airs and Arrows, the podcast. Welcome back to another episode of Airs and Arrows. I am so happy that you've decided to take another listen in to this amazing podcast. <laughs> uh, no, I'm joking, but I, really, I'm really happy that you're joining me again. Um, today, I we're going to be talking about fear, the fear of the Lord. I got a chance to speak to a sister by the name of Christina Fox. She has a book called a holy fear trading lesser fears for the fear of the lord and guys let me tell you this book is so good i didn't get through the whole thing but um what i was able to read i got uh, more than halfway through what i was able to read it was really really good and so at the end of the episode i mentioned that she is giving away two free copies so this is all that you have to do to get one of the two copies all you have to do is inbox me on Instagram at amstevens1. And all you have to do is tell me, listen, I listened to this episode and I would really like a copy of the book. And if you are one of two people who does that first, you will get your free copy. All right. So I, I made it very simple. I want you to take a listen into this episode. It's, it was a good one. And so hope you enjoy and I will see you on the other side. Hi, everybody. I am so excited to talk about this um, topic today. It's a really important topic. It's something that we all deal with, and that's fear. I have a young lady here. Um, her name is Christina, and she brought a different perspective of fear that I think that um, is really important for us to focus on. And so I'm going to let Christina introduce herself, and we're going to jump right into it. Okay, first of all, I'm really excited that you called me a young lady. So <laughs> we'll start there. Um, yeah, my name is Christina Fox. I grew up in Maryland. I met my husband in college. We both went to Covenant College on Lookout Mountain, Georgia. I uh, then went on to get my master's in counseling. Um, I just love to help women see how the gospel intersects with their daily life. Um, and well, like a lot of women, I keep busy with, uh, many duties, responsibilities. Um, we have two teenage sons, uh, one of which, uh, has, uh, is a longtime homeschooler. I serve on my denomination's, uh, national women's ministry team. We work together to put on conferences and develop resources. I'm a retreat speaker, a writer, and author of several books, including, a Holy Fear, which we're going to talk about today. Yeah. So this book is called Holy Fear and it's trading lesser fears for the fear of the Lord. And so Christina, I thought it was really interesting how you, um, or the experience that you had with your mother-in-law um, and how this book came to be. So can you share the audience how that came about? Yeah. So in the introduction to the book, I talk about a conversation that I had with my mother-in-law you know, it was it was one of those conversations that you have in passing with people that, you know, they probably don't remember, um, but it was something that stuck with you. And my kids were little. We were um, together as a family at a theme park. 
and my mother-in-law were talking about rides and I just, you know, was commenting as I was looking up at these tall rides that I just can't quite handle them anymore. You know, the, the heights really bothered me. And she just kind of casually said, yeah, I used to have a lot of fears. Um, but then the worst thing that I could have ever imagined happening to me, my worst fear came true. And the Lord brought me through it. And ever since then, I am not afraid of anything. And so that really struck me. And I, I was just like, wow, I can't imagine not having fears because I was at a you know a time in my life where there were so many of them. And um, so that really got me thinking of, you know, what does that look like to just trust in God so much that it, it just dispels fear? What is, you know, what, what what's going on there? And so um, it really got me digging into uh, scripture and thinking about what the Bible has to say about our fears. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. Um, and that, it's true. That's where a lot of fears come from, whether it's thinking the worst that can happen or just just other people's experiences. And we begin to fear. Um, but like she said, the worst happened to her. And it's just like, but even if the worst doesn't necessarily happen to us, you know, God has been so faithful and he's proven himself to to be like, you know, even if the worst does happen, it's still going to be okay. If the worst doesn't happen, it's still going to be okay. You know? So we've all encountered fear in some form or another, and sometimes it can be normalized in society. And you say in your book, while fear is a normal emotional response to life in a fallen world, when it grips our heart, we turn our gaze away from God into the circumstances around us. We focus on the problem instead of the one who rules over all things. We place our trust not in God to help and rescue us, but in things, methods, or even ourselves. And this is idolatry. That When I read that, I was just like, whoa. So why is this an important statement for believers to be aware of? That's a great question. Well, first, I just want to clarify that in the book, I, I kind of talk about two different kinds of fears, natural fear and then sinful fear. So, and the Bible kind of differentiates between them. Uh, natural fear is, you know, as you as you said there, is a normal response to life in a fallen world. So we should expect, you know, when a fire alarm goes off in a building, you know, we, we smell smoke. We should expect to feel a little bit of fear there. We should, you know, get out of the building. Um, that's a natural fear. It's good, actually, to feel that way because otherwise, you know, we wouldn't leave the building. So, uh, and... You know, when we hear bad news, there's a, there's a hurricane on the way or, you know, just uh, there's a pandemic. You know, there's all sorts of natural fears that come simply because we live in a fallen world. But then there's sinful fear. And that's kind of where that quote is pointing to the fact that sometimes in our fears, we get so wrapped up in on them that they were just solely focused on them. We instead turn our gaze away from God and we look for help outside of him. We look to solutions um, to fix the problems. Uh, and then not just to help us with the problem, but then we trust in those solutions. We place our hope in them. We see them as our deliverer or as our rescuer instead of God. And so that's when it becomes idolatrous because we're really looking to those solutions as our savior instead of God himself. And so that's, you know, a case where we would need to monitor our hearts to kind of see, you know, what is the posture of our heart in, in that fear? Are we, you know, leaning on God or are we leaning on something else that we hope will help us? 
That's a good, that's a good response. And yeah, that's a good question to ask even when we're in situations like in this situation, am I trusting in myself or am I trusting in God? Is this, and even in trying to figure out whether a fear is a natural fear or something that's a sinful fear to ask our questions, uh, ask ourselves these questions to maybe differentiate um, and to bring better clarity um, in how we're feeling. That's really good. Thank you for bringing to light uh, the natural fear versus the sinful fear. That's really good. So I was really intrigued by this book because it doesn't just encourage us to get rid of fear. It actually gives us something to exchange our fear with, which is the whole point of our relationship with God. It's the whole point of um, the, I call it the great exchange, like, you know, exchange and sorrow for joy, exchange and darkness for light. Like it's the great exchange. And so even in this situation, you talk about the fear of God versus what you call in your book, lesser fears. So what are the lesser fears and why is the fear of God crucial in helping us to be set free from lesser fears? So uh, when we read our Bibles, we come across these two common commands, this do not fear, which some say there's, you know, it's in there like hundreds of times. I haven't counted it, but they're in there a lot. Um, and then this other command, fear the Lord. And they don't seem to have any kind of relationship, but uh, the Bible actually does show some connection between them. And I'll give an example. In Matthew 10, uh, Jesus is sending out his disciples for the first time on their own uh, to go and preach the, you know, the good news of the kingdom of God. And he's preparing them for the journey. He tells them uh, what to expect. And he uh, warns them that people are going to want to harm you, possibly even kill you uh, for preaching uh, about Christ. But he then says, don't fear what they are going to do to you. Instead, fear God. Then he goes on to talk about how, you know, God knows about every sparrow that falls to the ground and that he knows the number of hairs on the disciples' heads. And in that passage, you see this trading of a lesser fear, which is the fear of harm for the fear of the Lord, the fear of one who is greater than what anyone else could do to them. Um, and so they were, they were to fear the one who knows them, who knows them and cares for them. And so in this passage, uh, the disciples lesser fear, as I said, was a fear of harm. Um, but really any fear could be a lesser fear, um, fear of failure, fear of the future, fear of man, fear of loss. And so it's, the fear of the Lord reminds us that God is greater than all of these other fears. And the fear of the Lord calls us to come into his presence, dwell on who he is and what he has done. It's a posture of the heart that dwells on his character and his ways. It's a heart that responds to God with awe and wonder, reverence and worship, love and adoration. And so as we do that, as we, uh, turn to the Lord with, with a fear of him, um, our lesser fears grow weak in, in his presence. That's so good. Yeah. I love that. And you know, it's true. Um, pretty much anything that we are fearing other than God, it's like, it's like you said, like if you look at your circumstances and then you compare it to God and sometimes it's hard, like when we're in things, we're in a situation or we're in a tough decision or we're in something that looks really, really big. It's hard to even like think about the God who is carrying us, the God who is with us. 
but that's what we have to do. And then when we can, when we learn how to do that, um, then life becomes, I'm not going to say it becomes easier, but it's like, it becomes, we can do it. We can, we're, we're conquerors. That's what the Bible calls us. And so um, one of the things I, I was thinking about when thinking about fear, sometimes people get confused when we talk about the fear of the Lord. Um, like, am I supposed to be afraid of God? Like what exactly, you know, does that mean? So I think you clarified it really well in the book when you were talking about servile fear versus filial fear. And I only knew that word because I um, am writing, I'm working on a book myself as well. And I was talking about reverence and that word came, came up. And so can you talk about servile fear versus filial fear? Yeah. Uh, growing up, I, you know, I grew up in the church and, you know, I heard this phrase fear of the Lord so many times. And I, as, you know, as a kid, I kind of thought it meant like terror uh, of God. Um, I thought, you know, that's what the Bible wanted me to have, you know, have um, to, you know, in, in face of him. And, and then, you know, as I got a little bit older, I kept hearing this definition. Well, fear of the Lord means reverence. And it does mean that. But as I studied the fear of the Lord more and more throughout scripture and just seeing the um, different nuances, I guess, to the word or the multi multifaceted aspects of it, um, I saw that it includes not just reverence, but awe and wonder, reverence and worship, love and adoration, trust and obedience. And so uh, I think what helps kind of get a grasp of that uh, definition is, as you mentioned, um, this, this two phrases, I guess, that theologians have come up to kind of explain it. And one is servile fear and one is filial fear. And servile fear is a kind of the fear of the Lord that a non-Christian would have, someone who does not have faith in Christ. It's a kind of fear that a, um, you know, someone who is in jail might have toward their jailer. Uh, they're going to do what they're told. They're going to, you know, obey, so to speak, because they don't want to be in trouble. They don't want to get punished. Um, so, you know, it's, it's not a Christian. But those who are in Christ, who are uh, God's children um, by faith, they have what's called a filial fear. And that comes from the Latin for um, son. And so that means that we, you know, as God's children, we are going to fear him the way uh, a child would fear his parent. You know, a child doesn't want to um, disappoint or, or let their parent down in some way. They, you know, they love their parent and, you know, want to honor them. And so, and that kind of differentiates those two. Um, so we, we obey God because we love him and we obey him out of response to his love for us. And so we respond to him, not in this uh, panic or terror, but in that, you know, that awe and wonder, reverence, love and trust. Yeah. When I, when I learned about that word, I got so excited because it really put the emphasis on like relationship, you know, like a father and a son or a mother and a daughter. Like it's all about relationship. And when you see God in that way, which he does, he calls himself our father. You know, that's one of the things that he goes by. Um, when you see him in that aspect, it's not necessarily all. You now, we shouldn't get it twisted. God is still God. And he, you know, <laughs> we shouldn't just disrespect and just, you know, come to him any old kind of way. But. That love that you talked about, you know, we can um, 
we can just be in that relationship and just love him and and receive his love. And then that can be the all in the wonder that we experience. So yeah, that was really good. All right, last question. Uh, one of the very, very encouraging points in the book was that we can actually, um, I don't say learn fear, but fear can, we can develop the fear of God. We can develop the fear of the Lord. Um, and it, ha- it has to become a habit, the rhythm of our soul that is ingrained in us. So how can, how can this be done? How can we develop the fear of the Lord? Yeah, the Bible um, actually teaches that the fear of the Lord is something that can be taught to us. Um, it's something that we can grow in and over time. It becomes that that habit that we turn to. So, in, you know, when we encounter a, a fearful circumstance, you know, our heart, you know, over time learns to turn to God and see him as greater. The Bible gives us, you know, multiple ways that we can grow in this fear. I would say prayer is one way that we can pray and ask the Lord to teach us how to fear him. Um, we, I would say, of course, Bible study is a, you know, most of the most important things we can do because the Bible teaches us why we're to fear him. We learn more about God's character, who he is, um, his attributes. And the more that we are in his presence by learning about who he is, the more we're going to fear him. Also, you know, I think I talk about in the book about just really seeing God's um, creative handiwork on display out in creation, that when we um, just are outside and, and see what God has done um, in the natural world, that that helps us to grow in our fear of him. Um, I talk about certainly dwelling on the gospel itself, on thinking through of, you know, what God did when he sent his son um, in the flesh to live a perfect life for us and die a sacrificial death for us, that the gospel itself just increases that awe and wonder in, in our, in our God. Um, you know, I can't help but think of that passage in Romans where it tells us that, you know, if God sent um, his son to deliver us from sin, how much more so can we expect that he's going to meet us in our daily uh, situations that we're going through right now? Mm-hmm. Um, and provide a way out of that. So, and then also I, I talk about, um, you know, worship being uh, participating in worship with the body of believers that just that act of worship each Lord's day, um, helps us grow in the fear of him as well. You know, one of the things you said in the book, and we're going to end on this is, um, uh, you used to think that like the gospel was just for new believers or someone who did, he hadn't heard it before, but it's actually, and I, I was right with you because up until maybe like a year ago or so, I thought the same thing. Like, oh, the gospel is something that we kind of like hit on when we're first born again, believers. Um, and then after that, we don't really need it, but that's like, that is so far from the truth. Um, we need to remind ourselves of the gospel. Like this is the good news of Jesus Christ. And once we remind ourselves about the good news, like all these other like lesser fears that you talk about really can dissipate. They they do. You know, if we think about the the length that he went to to bring us into his fold, you know. And so yeah, I love it. I love it, love it, love it. Christina, thank you so much for being here today. Again, we were talking about a holy fear, trading lesser fears for the fear of the Lord. Um, and then can you tell everybody where they can find you if they want to connect or get more resources, how they can do that. Yeah. My website is easy, christinafox.com. I also have an author page uh, on Facebook, 
Christina Fox author. I'm on Instagram at Christina R. Fox. Awesome. And where she, she has been um, so kind to offer two free copies of her book. And so I'm going to, once this gets posted, I'll, we'll have um, some instructions on how we can do that. Um, But thank you guys so much for just joining us for another episode of Airs and Arrows. And if you enjoyed this episode, please comment, share it, like it, um, and tell other people about it because it's a really important subject. We need to constantly just remind ourselves, like, no fear when we're talking about the God of the universe, the God who saved us, you know, we can look to him and to fear him. And then everything else is just like so little. And so thank you guys so much. I love you and God bless.